This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Let's move on now and shift our focus to the United States. The country's Senate has just approved the largest military budget in history. It has passed a bipartisan defense bill worth more than $858 billion, 858. This bill is at least $45 billion more than what Joe Biden had proposed initially. So what does the bill entail? A host of things. To start with, there's a 4.6% increase in military basic pay for service members, a 2% increase in housing allowance to service members, a 150% increase in federal poverty line to low-income service members, and more than $800 million of military funding for Ukraine for next year. I want to focus on the aid to Ukraine now. How will it be given to Kyiv? Well, some of it will flow directly to the Ukrainian government, but most of it will be given in the form of contracts. Contracts that are mostly awarded to U.S. defense companies. Look at this headline. It's from September this year. This is when the U.S. military awarded a $311 million contract to Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. These are two of the biggest defense companies in America. They were given a $311 million contract to provide Javelin missiles to Ukraine. And then in December this year, the US Army granted Raytheon missiles another contract. This one was worth $1.2 billion. It was aimed at supplying six national advanced surface-to-air missile batteries to Ukraine. These were just two examples. There are many more, many more contracts, many more defense deals, many more budget allocations to America's defense contractors to provide weapons to Ukraine. And every time these companies get a new contract, naturally, their share value jumps. In other words, American defense companies benefit at the cost of the Russia-Ukraine war. According to one report, as soon as the war in Ukraine broke out, many US senators bought multiple shares in the companies providing weapons to Ukraine, namely Lockheed Martin and the Northrop Grumman Corporation. Let me show you some numbers. In February, when the war had not started, the share price of Lockheed Martin was $385. Four days after the war started, the share price crossed $430, an increase of nearly 23%. The same story with Northrop Grumman. In February, its share price stood at $386, and by the end of Feb, it had risen to $485. Now, that's a jump of 26% in just one month. The point I'm trying to make here is simple. The American defense industry, companies like Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, and Raytheon, they're all benefiting from the war. American lawmakers are pouring big money into their coffers and feeding the military industrial complex. This is what Gray Hayes, the CEO of Raytheon Technologies, said in January this year. This was well before the war had started. I'm quoting. We are seeing, I would say, opportunities for international sales. The tensions in Eastern Europe, the tensions in the South China Sea, all of those things are putting pressure on some of the defense spending over there. So I fully expect we're going to see some benefit from it. 
There's no mincing words here, I repeat. We're going to see some benefit from it. From what? From war. From conflict. In other words, we are going to profit from the conflict, from the destruction, from the bloodshed. Yes. That's how American defense companies perceive conflicts. As a means to boost their own bank accounts. Look at this report now. It's from May this year. That's two months after the war started. Shares of defense companies again skyrocketed. Shares of Raytheon shot up by 8%. General Dynamics, 12%. Lockheed Martin, 18%. And Northrop Grumman, a whopping 22%. We are in December now. A new military budget has been approved. We can only imagine how much more their shares are going to soar. Let me also say this. Weapon sales have always been an integral part of America's foreign policy. Its strategists like to promote conflict rather than stability. They fuel wars with their weapons. Look at this headline. For all his tall claims of getting the US out of global conflicts, Donald Trump signed arms deals at a record pace, generating hundreds of billions of dollars for American defense companies and contractors. And now another president is in power and he too is signing arms deals at an alarming pace. What does this tell you? That America's defense industry is immune to changes in power. American arms companies sell weapons irrespective of who's in power, Democrats or Republicans.